0: Yo, 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 ladies and gents, boys and girls. Yo, what's up? This is Heath Armstrong. This is The Entrepreneur Now. Um, yeah, you haven't heard an episode in probably, I want to think like a year, maybe. It's been a long time. I've been doing some other things uh, that were necessary to get me to where I am now. Um, if you haven't been following me or, or keeping in touch, if you're not on my email list or anything like that, uh, basically... When I stopped doing the show, I went into kind of a dark hole to create some sort of revenue revenue in, it, sorry, revenue stream, so that I could leave my job and um, ultimately create this freedom lifestyle that I have created, and and I did that. So last May, I did, cl- I I was able to quit my job. Um, I started an online Amazon business that did over six hundred thousand in revenue last year, which was insane for kicking that up in just a matter of 12 months. Um, I sold everything I had. I moved out of Kentucky, I sold my house, and now I live in Portland, Oregon, and it's amazing here. Uh, I've been traveling like full-time all over the place. I love it. I've got a whole team of people that are working with me now, and I'm continuing to just create products to try to help other people um, build a foundation for happiness and freedom like I have done. And so one of the big exciting things that i've been working on is called the sweet ass journal to develop your happiness muscle in 100 days and so essentially this thing is going to be rolling out very soon and i wanted to give you all a heads up because you were original subscribers to this podcast from when i was just a little baby and when i was um really really deep into trying to figure out my own path and Doing this by interviewing all these amazing creative entrepreneurs around the world and then bringing that information to you and trying to figure out what was so useful about the information we were getting from them. And when I started applying all the different habits and strategies and principles from these creative entrepreneurs into my life, that was when I was able to identify some similarities and ultimately build this platform or this foundation. Uh, that allowed me to do all these amazing things like create this business that did the $600,000 in revenue last year and to leave my house and sell all of my belongings to to be more free, uh, to learn how powerful it is to give things away and how happy it can make you feel, um, the bliss that you can actually get from helping other people. I've gotten really into focus and goal setting and how to strategically track what you are doing every single day in the simplest way possible, the least overwhelming way possible, um, to ultimately build these, these steps that we need to take to create the life that we love that actually brings us true happiness, um, true freedom, true bliss, and ultimately just the, the authentic life that we are supposed to live, the the sacred purpose that we're supposed to discover in life. So... This journal, the Sweet Ass Journal to Develop Your Happiness Muscle in 100 Days, it's a 100-day guided tracker for you to do this type of thing. Now, I'm going to be releasing more information about this journal on a couple episodes that will be coming out later this week, but today, I just wanted to give you a heads up on it. You can go to SweetAssJournal.com and check out a preview of it, and you can look at the layout, and I suggest you do it because it's, it's a really cool thing. And I've had a whole bunch of people that are already using this before it's even launched and I'm getting good feedback on how It's helping them and I am so 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 excited uh, to get this out there now I was doing a lot of different journals and Ultimately my my dog Arlonius Bolonius Maximus He he peed on all of them one day in the basement and this dog never pees on anything and never goes to the bathroom in the house so it was kind of like a moment of me going, well, why the hell did he do this now? And what I realized out of the whole thing, as ridiculous as it sounds, is I needed to come up with my own system for this journal so I didn't have to carry on all these different types of things that I was logging down. And and if I could do that, then I could carry one thing and ultimately I could use this one thing to help others achieve similar foundations to building the life that, that they love, like I have done. Um, so that's where the, the idea of this journal came out. And when you get online and you check it out at sweetassjournal.com, you're gonna see it's like a mosaic layout. It's for ultra creatives. You can draw, you can doodle, you can write as big or as small as you want. And it doesn't have this workbook feel like most of the journals out there have where you have to fill in three lines. And um, it just doesn't seem that, that overwhelming. So it's more of a fun angle. And I'm really excited to share it all with you. So go check it out. Number two. Um, I have been lucky enough to be included in something called the Paradise Pack, which is a collaboration of 15 or so digital nomads, location independent entrepreneurs, travel junkies who have created a freedom lifestyle around the world. And I'm talking some big names of big people who have done some amazing, amazing things. Um, I'm working with Jason Moore from the Zero to Travel podcast, one of my favorite podcast for when I started getting into trying to to um to create the life I love and obviously he was a guest on our show uh Travis from extra pack of peanuts if you haven't listened to that show and there are so many other people that are included in this like Natalie Natalie Sisson um she's the suitcase entrepreneur she's huge and this collaboration has so many different items in it it's crazy how much stuff that you get um Included in this one package so if you're interested in in travel hacking Travis has got his frequent flyer boot camp in there If you're interested in learning a new language, Benny Lewis is included. He's the guy who speaks over 12 languages Um, he's he's super famous as far as that goes. He's he's a uh, National Geographic traveler of the year. He's a international best-selling author plenty plenty more People that are up on those credentials that have created the life that they love included here so I want you to check this out because right now we're giving away a free guide where you can check out 10 different case studies of 10 people making a living around the world from their laptop. It's a it's just a quick 29-page guide. It's a behind-the-scenes thing called Behind the Laptop. And you can get that by going to heatharmstrong.com forward slash free guide. Um, and that'll hopefully get your juices ramped up for when this Paradise Pack thing launches on May 30th. Now, the Paradise Pack which is this bundle of world-class educational products from uh, travel and location-independent experts everywhere. This thing is valued at over $2,600, and it's gonna go on sale, I think, at $197, which is insane. So you're gonna get all of these products for that cost. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we use this to actually raise money to build schools through the Pencils of Promise Foundation. Um, So if you wanna contribute to that, you should check this out. Also, they were kind enough to include the sweet-ass journal in this pack. Um, So if you are interested in getting more bang for your buck and you want some more products to learn, maybe travel hacking or how to create a job that allows you to travel the world, um, these resources are in the Paradise Pack, and you can get the journal with that, uh, the digital version and all the bonuses that come with it by going to the Paradise Pack, which is at heatharmstrand.com forward slash... Uh, free guide to get the free guide. And then heatharmstrong.com forward slash paradise. If you want to get the paradise pack when it launches on May 30th, but you can check it out now. Um, one thing I want to say about it is I, I bought this a couple years ago and I was first getting started when they did the paradise pack. And, and I always visioned in my head how cool it would be to be a part of something like that, to actually be one of the people that were sharing something in the paradise pack. And now that that has manifested, um, I can't stress enough how valuable some of this information is if you really pay attention to it and you apply it to your life. And if you wanna have this kind of freedom, location-independent lifestyle, if you don't wanna have to wake up to an alarm clock and go to a job where a boss is, you know, putting his nuts on your desk and spanking you in the ass with a paddle, um, <laughs> then this is, this is something that you should really take seriously. Uh, figuring out what you can do on the side to generate a little bit of income and then figuring out how you can create that into a a full-time living um, location independent wise and traveling the world. And imagine waking up and going for a swim somewhere exotic and then coming back to your laptop and being able to work um, on something that you actually love working on and creating. And that's actually your lifestyle. I mean, that can be real. And this is all these people included in the paradise pack. They are 100% doing this type of thing. Now, my business obviously is related to e-commerce, but all of these people are doing something a little bit different. So, you may may not necessarily be interested in, in e-commerce, or you might not have um, the foundation or, or whatever it is that you, that interests you in relation to selling something online, like you know, reselling or something that I do. Um, but maybe you are interested in travel hacking, or maybe you're interested in learning and teaching languages all over the world. Uh, Maybe you're interested in house-sitting full-time. So you can get all these really cool information products just by going to heatharmstrand.com forward slash paradise. And again, if you want the free do- the free guide, go to heatharmstrand.com forward slash free guide, and you can get that there. Okay, cool. So check out the journal. Check out the Paradise Pack. I'll get some more information out on those to you soon. I also wanted to say that we are getting very close to having um, a new show launching and I'm not going to release any details on that yet because I'm going to be spending a month in Africa first but If you had been following artsynow.com in the past I I encourage you to head over to heatharmstrong.com It's going to be the new hub for everything and when the new show launches I'll let you all know as well where you can find that but we're going to be focusing on automation and strategy and ultimately motivation for maniac creatives such as myself um, how to destroy resistance gremlins how to smash them in and how to continue creating until you finally achieve that life that you love and that's just it's a topic that I have bonded with um, since I went into my my dark hole and and come back out as super Heath as I like to call it Um, I was on an episode with Luke that marketing dude is what you would call him. Um, and if you go to thatmarketingdude.com, uh, you can check out all of his episodes. It's a really good podcast, actually, especially if you're into uh, world travel and, and digital nomad, location independence, online business creation. It falls right in line with anybody who who wants that type of lifestyle. Um, you can go to tmdshow.com forward slash 30 to listen to this. But I'm also gonna stream it on this right now. So this is gonna roll right into the episode that I did with Luke. And I hope you guys all enjoy it and check back in later this week and you'll get to see some pretty cool stuff that's launching, including the journal and the paradise pack. And I hope that you guys, um, will find a lot of value in it. So if you are interested in the Amazon side of what I've created, this interview with Luke is all about that. And so he and I go over this topic and and what I've been working on there. And so you can learn all about it if you want. I.
1: Peace! Skis. Mother- hey, what is up dudes and dudettes and welcome to the TMD show. I am your host LBT. You are listening to me on the MIC, and it is absolutely fantastic to have you here on the show today. Now if you are new to the TMD show, this is the show where I bring on guests not to interrogate them like you see on all the other Digital Nomad and Location Independent Entrepreneur Podcasts. It's not like that over here. I bring on the guests to co-host an episode with me where we'll talk about a business or a travel topic for about 20 to 30 minutes and at the very end we have a rapid fire question session and then we finish off with a travel story now I absolutely love travel stories I know you guys do as well so every single episode we have a travel story now once every single month I bring on a guest just to share their travel stories with us Um, like I said absolutely love travel stories. I love listening to podcast where they do a lot of travel stories. So I make sure I include that on this podcast as well. We all love travel stories. So today's episode, I have an awesome, awesome guy on the show. We have Heath Armstrong and he is on the show to talk about his e-commerce business that he built up that allows him to travel around the world. This is what he calls online arbitrage and he uses Amazon to do that. Now I'm not going to go into all the details about how how he does this because I don't do this myself. So he's going to be able to explain it a lot better than I could. Uh, but basically what he does is he buys stuff online from other places like other online websites and then he resells them on Amazon and he has this system to see about like return of investment and all that sort of stuff. So like I said, I'll, I'll let Heath go into more detail, but I met Heath through a digital nomad community called Location Indie. And like I said, Heath is an awesome guy. He's interviewed over 100 creative entrepreneurs from like Hollywood directors, best selling authors, artists, musician, nomads, or digital nomads, travel junkies, and even the dominatrix, which is weird. Um, so he has a podcast that he used to run called The Artsy Now Show. And I've, I, I found out his show uh, through the community. Checked out a few episodes and absolutely loved his style. Uh, so I thought it'd be great to come on to this show. We jumped onto a like a what was planned to be a fifteen minute uh, Skype conversation before uh, we hit record or before we uh, recorded our conversation, which you're going to hear in a second. Uh, like I said, it's supposed to be 15 minutes, but we ended up talking for over an hour. So me and Heath got on extremely well. I'm Super happy he came onto the show. Now the the direction that we took the show was a little it, it changed from the start. So you'll hear in the intro to our conversation that we were talking about maybe building uh, remote teams, but we ended up going down sort of like the Amazon route and how he sort of like built his business uh, using Amazon. Now, I do want to apologise with the way that I sound right now. I have yet another cold. My nose is just super bunged up. Um, but thankfully, during the interview part or the, the co-hosted session between me and Heath, I wasn't sick. So you don't have to listen to this weird, snotty-ish voice uh, just for the intro and outro. So I'm sorry. Hopefully, I get better soon. Uh, but I do hope you dudes and dudettes enjoy this episode. If you wanted to check out the show notes for today's episode, we got a fair few links uh, to some resources that Heath dropped uh, in this episode. So if you want to find links to some of those things that we mentioned in today's episode, you'll find those over at tmdshow.com slash 30. That is the number 30, tmdshow.com slash 30. And I will be back at the end of our conversation just to fill in any gaps and to bid you all farewell. So without further ado, here is Heath and I's conversation all about online arbitrage with Amazon. Let's go. Heath, thank you so much for coming on to the show today and co-hosting this episode with me.
0: Dude, no problem, man. I'm pumped to be here for sure. This is my uh, this is my Bailey week, man. I I miss not being on the mic, to be honest. It's been a while since I've done any podcasting.
1: Yeah, you you had you had a podcast that had like 150 odd episodes, right? Some something crazy like that. You had you had a lot. Of I episodes. did. Yeah, yeah.
0: I hit the brand wrong though. I was interviewing uh, the wrong prototype for what was matching up to me, but it was a lot of fun and I learned a lot. That was kind of the foundation that built up to what I'm doing today. Um, It's amazing when you talk to all these different people, you can learn the things that they're doing and kind of start comparing them, man. Mm. And you see these similarities and you can adapt those to your life. And that was what allowed me to go from, you know, working in the construction industry to being where I am now, which is, you know, location independent and pretty successful. And I've got a team of VAs roaming around the world um, that also work location independent. And, you know, I have an Amazon FBA business that's, I did over, I did 109,000 in, in sales in December, 103 in November, and that's monthly reoccurring revenue. So it's kind of crazy to think that I could go from being on job sites at three in the morning with rednecks in Kentucky, who are basically <laughs> talking about how much they like to shit their pants and beat their wives, um, to, so <laughs> working probably like, you know, an hour a day, um. On this business, and the rest of the time I get to spend making new stuff and creating new things. So it's it's a very grateful experience, and uh, yeah, I'm pumped to be here.
1: Now you're more than welcome, man. Um, so we we did have a bit of a chat, um, probably like two or three weeks ago, um, and I I, I had, we probably talked about like an hour, hour and a half just there alone. So we'll see if we can try and contain this conversation to about half an hour. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. It may may not work, but we'll see. Um, so, in the intro, I did introduce who you are, and you kind of teased a little bit about what you're doing online right now, but did you just wanna introduce yourself and just like sum up what you do online in like one sentence if that's possible um and sort of like a brief sort of like travel history as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, I will, but one one thing real quick is I want to note that last time that we talked, you said... We got to make this pretty quick because I've only got fifteen minutes and then an hour <laughs> an hour and twenty minutes later, i w- I saw that and was like, oh well i guess I guess we didn't do that.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, other, other things had to get pushed back that day.
0: <laughs> but yeah, man i'm um so i do I do e-commerce and and I automate it. so in it i I started with doing web development and I failed a couple companies, but in general, what I'm doing is, is Amazon FBA e-commerce and it's fully automated and I do have that team that I just talked about but I'm also doing other projects like making my own products that's kind of my long-term goal of what I want to do um, and a lot of this stuff is right now that I'm working on is going under a rage create brand and and that is um, kind of motivation for lunatic entrepreneurs like me that <laughs> just like go up and down and up and down and every day is a little bit different in, in what we're doing. So, um, yeah, I just involve myself in these online communities and try to learn as much as possible. There's a lot of things that, that you do that are probably way more sophisticated than what I do. I mean, if you look at some of my landing pages, people are going to be like, what the hell this looks <laughs> like it's from the eighties, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's really it. in as short as, shortest way I could possibly, um, break it down. I, I sold, for me, in, in a little mini biography, I I had a giant house full of all this shit, right? I learned about being more minimal. So I, I removed all of this stuff from my life. I sold everything I had. And that, while I was doing my podcast, I started implementing all of these amazing things from these creative entrepreneurs that I was interviewing, like their daily practices, like their morning routines and bringing meditation into my life. And I was one of those dudes that was making fun of people for meditating. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And now it's the most powerful superpower that I could, I mean, that I have in my arsenal, right? And so meditating and just giving and journaling and, you know, celebrating your wins and things like that, these little things have built up to where I am now. And so I don't have that house in Kentucky anymore. And I was able to move to the Pacific Northwest and go from $15,000 in personal debt to having this business that's monthly reoccurring. Um, every month i hit at least 70,000 in sales now and i've only been doing it for about 18 months so that's it's crazy. been it's been crazy yeah it has been but it wasn't always that way believe me <laughs> not at all there was several several years of just laying there trying to figure out why things didn't work you know what i mean so
1: yeah and i remember you saying in our first conversation that you used like the 4 hour work week by uh, tim ferriss was something that sort of like helped you sort of like mold your business the way you've like molded it now
0: right and it, it, when i was reading that book i remember specifically sitting the, when i opened it i was sitting on my back deck um in the sun and i sat out there because I, I liked being outside and so the things in my life that i loved the most were traveling and i never got to do it because i only had five vacation days per year in the construction industry again they, they're hardcore about working like man anybody who takes off work is a pussy. You're just like, well, you know, (laughs) you got to pay attention to the things in life that are better than (laughs) construction. Right. And so I started realizing that, yeah, I mean, to to have all these things that you really are passionate about, you can't be working in a cubicle or you can't be working um, on a job site all day long because you're not going to have any time to experience any of it. You're just going to sleep at night and dream about it. And that's going to be as close as you get. Mm -hmm. So when I started the Amazon stuff, it was weird because I was actually doing something called retail arbitrage where I was literally going to stores and scanning shit with a scanner and, and trying to send those into Amazon to make a profit. And I realized very quickly that I was spending hours and hours a day inside like Walmart. And then I was like really depressed about my life at that point. I was like, man, I'd rather just do the construction stuff. This is ridiculous. I've created another job. Um, and so when I picked that book up, it was really like you know, there is an internet and you can buy things through the internet. Why isn't there a way to automate this process? And if I'm going to do that, I don't want people, you know, I don't want to have a warehouse where people are working and I'm out doing awesome things while all my employees are sitting there and suffering. Everybody that comes on and works with me when I advance and when I scale, I want them to be able to work from home on their own time as long as they're getting their job done for freedom. And so I've really stressed that kind of, um, framework and bird's eye view of the of the company that i'm building
1: yeah and i i, I absolutely love that because i'm trying to build a, like a lifestyle business for myself and i do want to bring on like team members and stuff like that eventually like on like a full-time or like part-time base not for, like freelance i want to bring on like proper people on my team and um okay. i want that to create like the lifestyle that they want to Um, and I think with online business, you know, the fact that you can work from anywhere, I think that's going to be possible, not only for myself, but for my team as well. And that's like one of the reasons why I wanted you to come onto the show today to talk about, uh, like, the fact that you've managed to build a team full of location independent people. Um, but more importantly, about, well, mainly want to talk about like how you built like this e-commerce business because e-commerce was something that I remember looking into when I first started and it just seemed so confusing to me. But then in the intro, you said like you in 18 months, you managed to build this crazy e-commerce business that you barely even touch anymore. Um, so right. it's, it's, it's very, very interesting to me. And I'm sure it's going to be interesting to so many other people listening into.
0: Yeah. And I, I did that with the help, you know, at first it was just me and I'm learning from other people that, that for particular Jason Berwick, he was a big mentor for me when this started. And he also was the type of guy that left his job. Um, he was making like six figures. He left his job and worked at Jimmy John slinging subs to figure this stuff out. And so we kind of went through this process together, but, uh, building, Building the business as a location independent thing required me to be very invested, be very bootstrapped and bring one person on at a time and slowly replace these small tasks because you have to learn how to do it yourself. And then once you feel comfortable enough on how it works, you bring one more person in. And so if I give you an overview of what online arbitrage is, basically what, what I'm doing is um, I'm buying things from retail websites and sometimes wholesale uh, leads. But most of the time, it's just sites like Walmart and uh, Sierra Trading Post and Target, although I've been banned by several stores, like Target is one of them. But there's some out there that are not resell resell friendly. But there are thousands and thousands of these online marketplaces. And then there's Amazon. Right. And so I'm sourcing products in bulk. And there's lots of different ways that we can do this and we can talk about that in a little bit. But we're, we're finding these products, we're matching them to the listing on Amazon. And then we're seeing if there is a markup on Amazon and if there is how much of a profit we can make by buying these products from the retail stores, selling them to Amazon, and then how much we'll get paid out for. It. And so to bring the team into it um, and to not touch it and to make it location independent, how do you do that? And you're like thinking, well, you have to buy these products. You got to send them to your house. You have to. There's all sorts of stuff involved with this. Well, there is a lot involved with it. And so it, it's not like an overnight thing to set up. But. When we buy these products, let's say it, um, let's say Walmart.com, they're a pretty stable example. Um, I've actually hired on a team of people <laughs> that are in, I've got several VAs in the Philippines. They're, they are really smart, man. They, they, I can even use them for copywriting because they write better English and grammar than we do. It's, it's insane to me mm-hmm. um, and they're brilliant. And so we have people in, in the Philippines, we have some people in Vietnam. I have one full-time employee in Tennessee in the United States and um, I have a team that literally spends their days from their laptops, wherever they could be at a coffee shop. They could be at home. I know some of them have young children they like to take care of and they stay home. They scan these websites. Uh, You can do it manually with certain tools and plugins that you can use. There's all these brilliant maniacs out there that have created these amazing tools that make this really easy for us to compare products from say Walmart to Amazon. But they're doing this um, every day really four or five days a week. They're scanning these websites and populating this list of products and, it, and it's being matched to to Amazon. And then I have another team that comes through and really this is just, I call her a team, but she's just like my right hand. Um, actually, I skipped a step there. I have I have a buyer who comes through and she analyzes all these leads um, that that they found and she double checks the metrics on them. So we give them a set of principles like this is how you find a good product, this is what makes it a good product, and if it's a good product, put it in the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Then the buyer comes through and she reanalyzes all of that stuff, and she makes, her job is to, to make sure it's a good buy, decide how much of it to buy, and then get the, the lowest unit cost possible. And so there's all sorts of tools that allow you to do that. There's gift card sites, there's um, sale and promo sites, and then just general promo codes in general. And we get the lowest unit cost possible to try to make our ROI on these products over 50%. And then we have, I have another um, employee, Alyssa, she's amazing. She comes through and she takes everything that was purchased, puts it into our inventory system. And she's the one who creates the shipments and has them sent out. And now all of this product, by the way, it's not coming to me. I never see it. I never touch it. Nobody on my team ever sees it or touches it. Um, we, we, We actually ship it all to two prep companies. Um, There's one in Montana. There's one in New Hampshire. These are both sales tax-free states. And so when we ship to them, we don't have to pay sales tax. And then these companies, all they do is receive the products. This is the biggest pain in the ass of of an Amazon business is dealing with products. They receive them and they package them. They wrap them up. They label them for you for Amazon. And they charge you like 75 cents per item, which is nothing if you're calculating it into your flip. And then they send them. They pack them up and send them off to wherever Amazon wants you to send them to. And then what I do is FBA. So it's called, if you've ever seen Amazon prime, um, I don't know where you are in the world and what kind of Amazon um, system is up and running, but here in the United States and I think Canada and I think Europe has it now and maybe South Africa, they have free two day shipping in it's prime. And Amazon is basically just building these warehouses everywhere where product is being stored and then when somebody buys it, they they pack it and send it off to the seller and then pay you out. And so in a nutshell, I mean, that's kind of how the whole flow goes. So we buy a product that goes through the sourcing team who finds it, it goes to the buyer who analyzes it again and buys it. It goes to my admin team who puts it in our inventory system, um, puts it into the shipman, sends it to sends that information to the prep company who gets it and packages it, sends it to Amazon and then Amazon sells it and I get paid out. So once that system is in place, I mean, I can go hike trails, man. I can like, I can go surf. I can go snowboard on a Tuesday. I can, you know, go to wherever you want to go and and you can work and you can still check in on your business. And it's a pretty, pretty amazing thing to be happening, to be honest. Um, It blows my mind every day I look at it.
1: Yeah, this this is one of those things that like it sounds almost too good to be true, Um, but I know, like you said at the beginning, like it wasn't always like this, was it? Did it take a long time to like figure that process out? Yeah, man, it did.
0: Like at first, it was just called retail arbitrage. Like I said, we were—I was going to stores and scanning stuff and buying them and packaging them myself and sending them to Amazon. And then I started buying stuff online and sending it to my house and packaging it myself and sending it to Amazon. And I was the one who was finding the products online. I was the one who was packaging them. I was the one who was. Um, putting them in boxes and sending them to Amazon. And I was doing it all. And yeah, it was a pain in the ass when you're trying to do that and you're trying to run a podcast and you're trying to do a, a web development business, which is just a service business I used to do for people to make websites. And you're working you know, in the construction industry 10, 12 hours a day every single day and not getting a break there. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I feel like there's no other way I would have gotten to where I am now if I didn't go through that experience, you, you have to figure it out. I mean, there's all these cheesy people on the Internet that are like, look, come drop ship or I'll, I'll show you how to make hundreds of thousands of dollars selling shit online. If you pay me nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and watch this fucking webinar. And I just because I had been in the podcasting industry and because I'd seen the, you know, the fake a lot of the fake stuff that was out there. I never bought into any of it. And I just figured the system out myself with Jason. And, um, we kind of just play off of each other and it's, 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 a, it's a pretty crazy thing, man. And I've been able to help others get started since then. Um, I know some of them had sold over $10,000 in items in December. They had started like mid last year, which is pretty cool to wow. see that kind of thing happen. And, uh, you know, $10,000 in sales isn't $10,000 in profit. And so you're, you're talking about your profit margins about 20% and then you're taking out some other costs as well. So, If I sell $109,000, then you're looking at, you know, I think my overall profit on something like that is probably around $19,000. But think about $19,000 in one month and what you could do with that when you're reinvesting it into a company where you're buying product and you're stacking inventory and things like that. Um, Because I used to live off of fucking, you know, pennies and rice. Like, I, I know how to live frugally and I don't pull money out and spend it on myself. And so, yeah, the first... I think the first year was really, really gritty, man. It was tough. It was driving up credit card balances higher than you can imagine, um, <laughs> which which has benefits too for travel points. But I took a lot of risk. Yeah, I'm about to say. And, I
1: remember you saying in our original conversation that, like, even though it's like all worked out now, um, that you took a lot of risk at the very beginning. That like not only would you not recommend other people do, but you said it it was a stupid thing to do. <laughs> on your part in the first though you're just very lucky that it worked out
0: i'm 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 fortunate that it worked out um, i think whenever you do something that by normal you know traditional standards would be called really stupid um, sometimes you get a gut feeling man that it's going to work out and you just have to go with it i mean i think if you ask a lot of entrepreneurs out there that have made something successful a lot of people probably told them that they were stupid oh, yeah, and that they were taking a big risk and they were going to run their life and then they end up making it and it's, and it's crazy on the other side of it. But yeah, I did some really stupid things. I did open up a lot of credit lines so I could buy products to get enough rolling. I mean, at one time, I think I had $78,000 in credit card debt wow. to this business and now I have zero. Um, so it flipped. I mean, I, I figured out the principles of the metrics of how products sell and I was comfortable with what I was buying. And as long as something drastic didn't happen where Amazon shut my account down, um, cross your fingers, <laughs> like, which is you gotta maintain your account health. Um, as long as that didn't happen, then then I was free sailing and I got through it. I mean, my vision became reality. I, I took it step by step and it actually ended up being more successful than I ever imagined. So I think taking risk is a big thing. I mean, you're kind of your own lottery ticket, right? If yeah. you, you take some risk in yourself, and you invest in yourself, you can create the life of your dreams. Uh, You just got to do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine to take risk. You just have to be aware of the consequences of like, this will happen if it fails. And as long as you can (laughs) accept that, then jump in and, and do it, I say. Um, and don't
0: blame it on somebody else when you're stupid enough to put seventy eight thousand dollars on your credit card and it doesn't work out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you know, like, if this all fails, then I'm going to be stuck with seventy eight thousand dollars worth of credit card <laughs> debt, and you're happy to accept that, then go ahead and do it. I, give it, give it a, give it I a shot. I wanted to get out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I needed to get out of the biz of the of the construction industry, and I've seen several people that have very successfully and frugally built a company up slower. But it worked. I mean, and they would buy, and when when they got their profits back, they would reinvest, and they did it slowly and slowly, and they never had a lot of debt. For me, I just went all I went ham, um, and that's the choice that I made. That's not something I recommend to everybody, <laughs> but this is a totally feasible thing for people that don't have enough. Um, I, I didn't have capital, like I said, I had debt, and so I. I had to use credit cards. It's not the ideal situation, but I got a hell of a lot of travel miles out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 one of the bonuses. Um, early, <laughs> earlier on, you were saying um, that you know you were train you train um, like the, the teams to like, analyze the the products and you know purchase all of this stuff. Um, what are the sort of things that like these people are analyzing and sort of, like how did you train them to do that so you didn't have to do it yourself?
0: Right. So when you're analyzing a product on Amazon for potential resale value, there's a couple things that come into mind. Like really the biggest things are price history. So a lot of people don't know that on Amazon prices are changing instantaneously. Every minute you can look and it could be a different price on that listing. It's a free market. And if there's multiple sellers on that page, they're all fighting for one buy box. And so that buy box is constantly changing. And to be the seller that gets that buy box, you have to have the lowest price there. And so. There's a whole history of prices for each listing um, and you need to be able to look at that price history, be confident that the price that you think you're going to sell it for stays stable and if it does sell at that price, you need to be able to make sure that you're getting an ROI, which is a return on investment of, I aim for 50%. Um, there's also a category. So, that, so Say if I buy something for five dollars, I want to make my five dollars back plus an extra two fifty profit. That would be fifty percent ROI. Mm-hmm. There's there's all sorts of Amazon fees that come out of this though, so I couldn't buy something for five dollars, sell it for um you know seven or sell it for twelve fifty and make make two fifty back. Amazon takes quite a bit of money out of that. They take about as much profit as you do for packing it, handling it, storing it. So if If I I bought something for five dollars, I think that I would probably have to sell it for about, you know, 14 or 15 to get my 50 percent ROI and to make my two dollars and 50 cent profit. So it's a little you have to understand the metrics there and there's all sorts of tools and guides, which is something that we're working on to help other people with. But um, Google Chrome extensions have been huge. So to get this ROI and this profit number that you want. And then you have to factor in your your prep cost of $0.75 cents and then shipping and things like that. But there's a certain number that's your target. And then you have to compare that number to the price history and feel very confident that that's what's going to hold. Now, you're going to lose on – it's, it's kind of like gambling, like third-grade gambling. You're going to lose on some stuff. But if you follow your principles, I'd say about 90% of the time you're going to make out a profit or at least break even. And that's going to far outweigh the stuff you lose money on. Um, and so – these these sourcers that I use to find the products, they're using all sorts of tools. There's different ways to do it, but um, there's people out, these, main, these absolute maniacs out there that have made these amazing products where you can literally press one button on a Walmart page that's showing you all these products, and it will scan the entire page and create a spreadsheet for you that goes, it automatically matches the product with Amazon listing, tells you the ROI, tells you the potential profit. Um, tells you the rank and the category. So each, each product has a a product, has a category that it's in say sports and outdoors or health and beauty. And then it also has a rank, which would be, you know, 12,000 in health and beauty or 110,000 in sports and outdoor. Well, each category rank is a little bit different based on velocity. So there are also tools that will tell you how much of something is selling at that particular category and rank. And so I can look just by clicking one button and say, okay, this this item right here has a potential of 60 percent ROI and it sells one hundred and twenty six per month. And I can look and see how many different sellers there are. And maybe there's only like three more sellers that are selling Amazon FBA. So I can say, okay, if we all share the buy box, if Amazon is rotating us in and out because we all have the same price, well, then, you know, a quarter of those one hundred and twenty six items that sell are probably going to be mine if I can get this item in there and so that kind of helps you decide how much of something to buy so it's like okay well if i want to get rid of this product within a month i'll buy 30 or 40 of these and then if the product tanks you know i make out a little bit of money there so if you want i can go over some of these i can list out some of the names of these chrome extensions and stuff that that help you do this i mean jungle scout luke is it's a pro it's a premium product so there's free products and premium jungle scout's what i use a lot now uh, it's incredible. I mean, Greg Mercer, he's, he's, uh, they, their blog teaches you so many awesome things about doing this, this private labeling and online arbitrage stuff. But um, you can click one button. And if this was a video podcast, I could show you, but you can click one button and it brings up just just this giant table of whatever listing you're on. And it tells you everything you need to know about that product. Now um, there's also...
1: I'm going to put uh, all these Chrome extensions in the the show notes so people can now all you guys listening in can like check them out um but afterwards I'll, I'll send you an email if you could like send like just like a screenshot of like a couple of these what they look like and i'll chuck those into the show notes as well
0: right so cool so that's that's a premium version the scanners that i was talking about that the sorcerers use one is called oax ray um, and that's online arbitrage x ray basically and if you just go to oaxray.com, they actually have all sorts of videos of how to use their product scanning websites. That's also, a, I think it's $89 a month or something for that product. But if you think about the investment that you're getting there, it's totally worth it. Um, you're scanning and scanning. And if you sit there and you try to use that product yourself today, Luke, you'll probably come back to me and say, what the fuck, I can't find anything. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> but when you do understand it, And then you have a team that you can actually pay and they're willing to be paid to sit there and use this and and scan, you know, all day and all night. Um, They do find products and those products actually add up. And then you have a list of your own leads that you can, you can go and analyze. You could also go to different services and buy lead lists from people who make these and sell them, but you're competing with the other 30 people that they sell the same list to. Right. So I prefer to make my own list because the, the return is so much greater than, than being one of those people that's, Buying this service to get leads. Um, OAX Ray, there's one called Tactical Arbitrage, which is really in-depth. You can scan full websites at once and it takes a long time. But but these are both programs that can find really good leads, but at the same time could be hard to analyze because there are a lot of mistakes and errors because the internet isn't perfect. You can't, you know, they're not smart enough yet to completely be able to negate all the mismatches and things like that. Um, and then some of the free some of the free plugins for for just analyzing on page. I mean, these things actually embed, if you're on an Amazon page and you're looking at it, these are things that actually embed that you can see. So if I pulled up my Amazon page right now, it would show me all these cool tools. And even if you're not an Amazon seller, these are pretty cool for somebody who wants to know if they're getting a good deal when they're buying something. Um, So DS Amazon Quick View is a Chrome extension that will, if you're on, if you search for something on Amazon and it brings up the page where you have an index of all sorts of different products, it's going to pull up a little box. It tells you that product rank. Um, it tells you the velocity and it gives you little links that you can hover your mouse over that will show you a price history graph. And those those graphs come from keepa.com and camel, camel, camel camel.com. Both of those sites also have their own plugins you can install. So keepa is the it's great. I mean, it's a graph that gets embedded right on your page and it has a line that shows you the price history of a product and it has a line that shows you the sales rank history of the product. So I can see how fast this product has always been selling and what this product has always been selling for. And that's huge when you're looking at if it's something that you want to buy or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's something called scanalize, which will just throw up, throw the velocity and the category and the rank at the very top of the, the list for you. Um, on Amazon page. So like when you start combining all of these things, if, if I have a sorcerer, sit, I call them sorcerers.
1: <laughs> if you have
0: them <laughs> sitting there, uh, they can very easily and quickly analyze if a product's gonna be a good buy or not. And if it is, they put it in the spreadsheet and if it's not, they don't. And and that's what's so beautiful about the internet is it's just constantly people making these awesome tools uh, that, that allow you to do this without having to really put in a massive amount of work. Now, there's there's probably like, I don't know, I'd say there's, I'm building an index right now, free index online right now called FBA Library. And when it launches, it's going to be a very organized, curated site that has all of these tools that I'm talking about it, in it with a description and a screenshot of the tools and things like, like that. Uh, but there's probably, between services and tools, I mean, there's 150 probably different index items that we have on there right now that we're working on getting out Um, so it's just it's crazy how many of them there are how many people are actually doing this stuff
1: yeah i mean i remember you saying earlier on uh i'm sorry in our previous conversation that we had like two or three weeks ago whenever it was um that you were saying that you're gonna like put together like guides and like show people how they can you know do all this themselves um is that going to be at that fa uh, sorry fba library as well or is this going to be something completely different
0: Right. The FBA Library Front is a free index for people to actually find the tools that they need. On top of that, we will be releasing premium info products and eBooks, And a lot of these will just be, you know, a dollar or two dollar guides that you can download. Um, We have to pay the VAs out that help us make them. So we don't want to give everything for free. But we will have massive, really valuable blog posts that will be free that show you how to do a lot of these really amazing things. Now, that's also a site that if you go to it right now, you'll see it and I'm not sure when this episode is launching, but you'll see a pretty gangster 1980s-style landing page <laughs> that will probably defer you away.
1: <laughs> what, what, it, but, what, uh, it, what is that website, just so I can chuck it in the show notes? It's it's fbalibrary.com.
0: That's fulfilled by amazonlibrary.com. Um, the general public doesn't really think FBA, so it's kind of geared towards people who are already selling. But what yeah. we're going to be teaching is – the basics of how you get started. And then really my passion is how to automate these businesses, how to show people to make these, you know, to make it so that they can do what we do, travel and uh, just fist pump. And you know, if I want to read a book, I can read a book. And if I want to freak out and pull my hair out, then I can look at the business and start <laughs> reading emails and things like that. But I think there's a really important thing with work-life balance. And it's awesome to have something like this where you can trust your employees. They're all having a great time. You're having a great time. And Um, yeah it's an interesting process but we myself and jason both have done over six figure months um, and there's several other people that have been learning that are doing very very well so it's it's a cool it's a cool thing so yeah you can jump on that 1980s landing page if you want by the time this releases it might actually be up so you might not have to do that it might just be rolling so
1: yeah well i'll I'll chuck it into the show notes and if it is like well people will be able to check it out for themselves. Um, now, before we like start to end this conversation, there's one thing that I'd love to talk about because this is something that I'm definitely interested in trying for myself as well. But earlier on, you were talking about sort of like the unlimited travel miles. Um, so can we just talk a little bit about some of the perks that you get for doing something like this, apart from the obvious, like the time freedom, because you know you've hired a team to do it all. But I remember you saying like because you're like buying all the stuff on cards still, credit cards still. You know you're earning unlimited almost. You know you can fly anywhere around the world for free now.
0: Because it's it's pretty incredible. Point. If you once you have your business rolling, and I mean if you, it depends on what your credit is, I guess. If they're going to give you a credit card or not in today's world, but. Um, if you place out different airlines, like for me, I like chase cards a lot, but Alaskan Airlines, because I live in the Pacific Northwest. But if you if you pick your credit cards based on on areas that you like to travel, I mean, they give you one or two points per dollar that you spend. And if I look at my spending per month at this point, I mean, I could be spending sixty or seventy thousand dollars per month on credit cards, and that is going to immediately transfer into a hundred thousand travel points per month. And I can't even use that many travel points in a month usually. Um, And so the number one benefit perk of this type of business is that you can work in your undies. Number two benefit would totally be that you can travel wherever you want, um, whenever you want. I haven't paid for a flight since I started doing this business and I fly all over the place. You know, I've got companion passes and I mean, I have a bank of, I probably have three or 400,000 just sitting there right now and I go a lot of places um and so that's incredible and then also if you're selling sports and outdoor gear like me and you're into sports and outdoor gear or like some su- you know health supplements and vitamins i sell a lot of those and i'm very into health and uh, you get a lot of that stuff back to test when it gets returned or um if it maybe has an expiration or something a lot of this stuff comes back to you and you get to wear it so you get all sorts of cool free gear and things <laughs> like that as well
1: <laughs> that's cool and then you, you do you use sort of like some of those uh, like cashback sites as well like to buy this stuff through? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, good point. So um, (laughs) when you're buying stuff, also there's these amazing sites called cashback sites. The hub for that would be to go to cashbackmonitor.com. Even if you're just buying stuff like for yourself, use these sites, I stress because a site like Active Junkie, if I'm buying, if I'm making a a $2,000 purchase for a bunch of jackets on Sierra Trading Post, and they're giving me 12% cash back, that balance starts to add up really quick. I mean, every three months, I'm getting probably five to $7,000 back from just those cashback site click-through links. Um, and that that could be a bonus. That could be a reinvestment. Uh, it, it's like free money that's just coming in. And that, I, always, that, I that, often... That can, that
1: can pretty much pay for all the VAs that you hire it, out. It North does. Of the it yeah.
0: does. And their bonuses yeah. and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an incredible thing. Like I can, I often forget about that aspect of it, but that is one of the most... That's like the thing that picks me up because I forget about it and I'm like, "Yes, I forgot about it. $7,000 sitting there. I feel awesome now." You know? So
1: that's awesome. Yeah, Dude, I think this this has been like an awesome conversation. Um, like, this e-commerce stuff was something that I was checking out a long time ago and just it looked way too confusing. So, I'm definitely looking forward to like when you bring all your guides out and you know, you're going to show people how it is that like you've did, like well, you've done this and yeah, I'm it's definitely something i'm going to be trying out in the future for damn sure
0: i'm I'm hoping that we can provide the internet a service and actually make it so it's understandable to people because it is confusing and i think that's the biggest barrier to entry is people are confused before they start and then they run into some kind of problem and they quit um and if you can make it very transparent which we're going to do we're going to show all the numbers and everything then step-by-step transparency is the easiest thing to follow and if it's for somebody to do it and they like it then go for it and some people are going to try it and they're not going to like it some people aren't going to have the energy or the will to do it um, there's just different types of people that it's made for and for me it works out great right but for everybody else it could could be something that they're not interested in but it, you get to the point like me i don't know how you couldn't be interested in it because it can change everything right so
1: mm. Matt, uh, dude, dude this, this has been amazing and we managed to keep it to a decent time too we're about 36 minutes into this conversation and I think we covered all the talking points that we wanted to talk about.
0: It's crazy. I feel like it's only been like five minutes, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we definitely lost track of time last time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so before oh, cool. you go,
1: um, we do have one last thing to do, and that is the rapid-fire questions. Um, I've... So- I don't know if you've like listened to many of the other episodes before, um, but I've now switched up some of these questions. We're, we're, this is going to be episode number 30, I believe. Um, so, so we're going to
0: freestyle. All right. We, um, we'll You'll be, be the first out.
1: person to try out some of these new questions. I think about half of them are the same. I've got about half that are new now. So let's see how this goes. So question number one, what is your favorite country that you've been to so far? Oh, man. tight. Ty- I really love Thailand.
0: I mean, I really love Thailand, and, and I'm kind of a newbie on, on this, so I don't. I, before, I mean, for the first 28 years, I was trapped working every single day, so I didn't get to travel before then much. But it, it has to be Thailand or either Angkor Wat there in Cambodia. Now, Cambodia is very third worldish, and it's a beautiful place, but it's it's a lot more poverty than Thailand. Thailand is just so easy if you're working from your computer and moving around in the mountains and it's just northern Thailand in the jungle. My God, it's so. Awesome. in the food? I, love, I mean, it's yeah, my favorite
1: food I, I, I've, I've done a lot of like South of Thailand, North of Thailand is still on my list to do. Um, question number two, what is the last YouTube video or movie you've watched?
0: Oh man, YouTube video or movie. I don't know what this movie was called. Um, I don't know if it was on YouTube actually, but the other day it was like this crazy and I can I can send it to you, man, because I can't think of the name of it, but um, it's like this overview of how the United States got to the point to where it is now, and it's the the meaning of it is like they have been like how how people have started to get away from what it actually means to live into living these extremely fake materialistic lives and how it all happened. So it breaks down all these like world leaders that came into play and how they slightly tweaked it to make us more brainwashed and to make us more into this like 1984 lifestyle but it was r- really really fascinating so uh I'll give yeah that i'll much. yeah i'll send it to you i'm sorry i don't know the title of it but other than that it's probably just some kind of concerts because that's all i watch on <laughs> uh
1: number three what is the weirdest thing that you've eaten
0: uh, weirdest thing probably like a frog backbone because they left it in my food when I was in Cambodia, <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting, but I get like, eat it and I'm like, oh, and then I realized it was just an entire bone, like a whole backbone of a frog. And yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: nah. yeah, Question number four, mountains or beaches? Mountains. No C- question. Question number five, if you could meet one person living or dead, who would it be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a tough one. First person that comes to your head.
0: I would say like Jesus, because there's so much controversy around Jesus. Right. And from the Christian standpoint, I and mean, I'm not like a super religious person or anything, but from a Christian standpoint, it's like you have this mass following around him. But a lot of people don't know that even like Islam and Jesus could have been like a prophet and, and, and Hindu, like he's touches, he touches in all sorts of different aspects. So I'd like want to chill with that guy and be like, Whoa, man, what's the real scoop here? Like he must've been an important dude, but he was very, you know, torn apart as far as which direction he actually you know, has become like between what the world thinks of him now. So wow. yeah, probably Jesus.
1: Wow, that's a great answer. Uh, number six, are you a day person or a night owl? Uh,
0: I'm a, I'm a day person now, but I used to be a night owl, but sometimes I work better at night. So, but I like the early mornings, man. I like the dark mornings um, before people get up. That's the best, most productive time for me for sure. <laughs>
1: Number seven, what is your go-to pump-me-up song?
0: Probably Rage Against the Machine, Bomb Track, or Killing in the Name Of. I don't know. That's always been pretty pump-me-up.
1: Number eight, what is your favorite non-English swear word?
0: Non-English swear word?
1: Um, (laughs) Have you got one? Man. I mean,
0: I, I would go to the German route and just... I used to always say Kazakov, which is Cheesehead, but it, it rooted off of Scheisskopf, so I guess Scheiss.
1: Uh Number nine, what is your favorite podcast apart from this one?
0: Um, Joe Rogan's show is a staple. And if you're looking for something that's really helpful, uh, The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. That guy is is a freak. I mean, he is the most th- – being able to put health into something that's understandable for people, he's he's the best. So – yeah, I would I would go that route.
1: And then finally, can you give me your best travel story you have in under five minutes? <laughs> if possible. Best
0: travel story. Um well shit. It, it, you know, a lot of people tell you not to put not I'm I'm kinda split between which way. Do you want a bad one or a good one?
1: You'll pick. Whatever one the whatever one you think's the better well,
0: one. Okay, so I when we were in Thailand, we went to this place that um it was an elephant free farm. So, like, it wasn't one of the places that puts them, you know, with back or shit on their back and beats them and makes them ride. But you really don't ever 100% know when you're not there what they do. But these elephants were roaming this free farm and they, um, we really wanted to ride them because my fiance is, she works in with animals and um, she, she loves elephants. And so we go out there and like, you know, they train you on how to command them and get on them. And we're supposed to take them down to this river while well, they, if they there's this one elephant that's tied up at the barn and like they got them tied up and the things just go on completely apeshit. And there's all these people there. There's, there's you know probably like five or six groups of two and he, there's two people on a, an elephant, and like all these tame elephants that they're like working with. Are like, yeah, it's great. And so they start putting people on these elephants to go down this trail and it's pouring rain, man. And like, it, it, and we are in like the jungle in Thailand and it's muddy as hell. And I'm like, okay, well I hope we get this like big, like calm one like this one or this one. And like, they never, they never put us on anything and then they're like in YouTube Dumbo and I'm like of course his name's Dumbo and they point at that crazy ass elephant that's tied up down by the by the um the barn <laughs> so we have to get on this we have to get on this elephant they bring him up i mean he's going insane and he's not that big but he's crazy as hell and they put us in this line and we're walking down this hill that i swear it's like a I mean, the grade was the scariest thing ever. And there's nothing to hold on to because it's bare back. And so they have me sitting on the backbone, which is not where a dude should sit because its backbone is like moving back and forth and just crushing my ass and balls and everything <laughs> to the point to where I'm like crying and I'm trying to yell at Lindsay. She's up on the neck and she's like having, you know, the best time of her life. And I'm like, God damn it, like screaming and like it hurts so bad. And then as we're going down this hill, Dumbo decides that he's going to like, well, actually, I don't think he really meant to do it, but he slipped and I went fucking flying from the back of that elephant up. I mean, I thought I was I thought I was going to die because I thought I was going off the top of him and down this giant like hillside. And um, I actually got stopped by the back of Lindsay's head. So I whacked my face on her head and the elephant hair is like coarse. I mean, it's like wire coarse and it just sliced my knee open when I went flying. And so I had this blood like running down my leg. <laughs> And I'm on the back of her, like hold, holding on to her. I'm like, I'm not going back to the back of the elephant. And I'm like crying. And I'm like, think, you know, I'm feeling so sorry for myself. But then I look, I look over at the other like tall, lanky white kid. And he was from like Denmark. And he is also just like teared up crying. <laughs> 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 and both of our, both of our fiancés just, or girlfriends or whatever, are just like, you know, a laughing at, and having a great time. And oh my God, dude, it was, it was brutal. So that, that was pretty memorable for me. I still have a scar from it
1: that's awesome i've i've done like elephant riding in thailand and thankfully it was nothing like that
0: oh man it was even highlighted when they got when we finally got down the hill they put us in this just muddy ass flowing river i mean the muddiest thing you've ever seen and all the thai kids as soon as the elephants get in the water they don't tell you that they all just start shitting everywhere and so all these thai kids were picking up the poop and just throwing it at our faces and stuff so that was that was interesting <laughs>
1: Dude, that, that was an awesome story. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you so much for coming on and talking about all this online arbitrage and it's a very fascinating topic. It's something that, like I said before, I've been interested in for a long time. Um, so before we go, um, where can people find you online if they wanted to reach out to you?
0: Probably just my website, heatharmstrong.com. My first name is spelled H-E-A-T-H. Um... It's a work in progress, but all my content, personal content is going to be up there soon. But there is a calendar scheduler. if anybody wants to talk to me. And then there's um, a whole list of all the interviews I ever did on my podcast and, and some other projects and stuff that I'm working on. So that'll be that'll be the easiest.
1: Sweet. And I'll link all of that up in the show notes for today's episode, um, along with all the tools and the, the plugins and the, uh, the Chrome extensions that uh, you mentioned. They're all going to be there as well. So dude, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure and we'll have to talk again soon.
0: Yeah, dude. Cheerios. For real. Respect. Mad respect. Keep it up, man. And good luck with everything.
1: Cheers, dude. Take care. And there you have it, dudes and dudettes. That was Heath and I's conversation all about online arbitrage with Amazon. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. Like I said, uh, the conversation took a little bit of a turn. That wasn't what we originally planned on talking about But I think it was a fantastic conversation nonetheless. I cannot wait to see some of the information that Heath brings out into the future regarding like how he's managed to build this business. Really looking forward to that. Now, if you guys did enjoy this episode, I'd absolutely love it if you could leave a rating and a review over on iTunes. Just head on over there and search for TMD Show. Let me know what you think. Hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, You can also go to the show notes page, tmdshow.com slash 20, and click the little green button underneath the podcast player that says leave a review. That will take you over there as well. Now, I just wanted to take some time really quickly uh, just to let you know some things that are coming up uh, into the near future for the TMD show. Um, I just took a... Just before I hit record on this, I took a nasal spray. Do I sound a little bit different? I think I do. Anyway... Uh, there's going to be some changes coming for the TMD show in the very, very near future. Uh, a few people that I know have been ranting and raving about Facebook Live. So what I'm thinking is maybe turning the TMD show into a live show. I absolutely love sort of the power of live sh- uh, Facebook Lives right now. Um, so right now, I'm, I'm looking into some equipment. I've, I've played around with somebody else's uh, live show when I was down in Texas in February it seems fairly simple to do once you once you get the hang hang of it it's gonna be a little bit different me controlling everything whilst I'm like on screen and talking but I think doing this as a live show bringing the guests on live as well so you guys can like ask questions throughout the show as well uh, I think that would be even better than what I'm doing right now uh, the only I want, I want to try and keep the format as close to the podcast as possible because I think well you guys love the, the format that we have right now so right now I'm, I'm planning on how to incorporate that um so like the intro and outro is going to have to be uh, a little bit different um and then also maybe a guest can't make it live sometimes um so I might have to sort of like do a pre-recorded uh conversation like I do right now with the podcasts. Um, and you know do it on video and then just play that live but then do sort of like the intro and outro live kind of like what I do now I do the intro and outro closer to the time of uh, publishing compared to the conversation itself um, so, so for the odd occasions when I've got a guest that I really want to bring on to the show but they can't make it live then we might have to do a pre-recorded uh, conversation but I will let you guys know obviously that it has been pre-recorded and then I'll just be inside of the comment section ask, answering questions um, that way instead of doing it live on the video but then also for those of you that are listening to this on whatever podcasting app that you're listening to the show on I will still be ripping the audio from that Facebook live and publishing it the same way I do right now as a podcast so for those of you that are downloading the episodes don't worry you are not going to be forgotten you'll still be able to get your your weekly dose of the TMD show through your favorite podcasting app um, but I'm just going to be doing it through Facebook live first so things might sound a little bit different when we were like talking about things that we're seeing on screen um but on the show notes page i will start embedding the video as well so if you're checking out the podcast and you want to see what the hell we were talking about or you know want to see sort of like how I went down on video as well um then you'll be able to check that out on the show notes for um well when i start doing the facebook live session so let me know what you guys think about turning this into a facebook live session uh you know shoot me an email Luke at that marketing dude.com. Uh, shoot me an email what you think about doing Facebook Live. I've already been, like I said, checking out all the, the tech stuff, figuring out what I need to do. I found a really cool intro. I'm um, just trying to get someone to edit it. It's uh, something that I found on like Video Hive. Um, we'll, we will see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll be doing it from the Facebook page, the, that marketing dude page. Um, but I will be sharing it into. Facebook group. So, if you are inside of the Do Brood Facebook group, the Facebook community that we have for digital nomads and location-independent entrepreneurs, or those aspiring to become either, uh, if you're inside of that group, we will, I will, you know, during the the opening of the show, I will share it into the group as well. So you'll see it there too. If you're not in that Facebook group, by the way, dudes and dudettes you're more than welcome to join just go to dudebrew.com that will redirect you to the Facebook group request access you can jump into all the business and travel conversations that we're having over there so guys I'm going to wrap this up now we are smack bang on 56 minutes Uh, so have a great day guys have a great week hopefully next week I won't be sick so you won't have to listen to a nasally LBT Uh, but I cannot wait to bring you the next episode it's going to be another good one uh, with a good, good friend of mine, Anna. Uh, I will I'm not going to give away what we're talking about. Uh, but after that, we also have a travel episode with Jackie North from the budget minded traveler. That's coming the week after it's going to be another fun episode, but anyway, started off the outro, never finished it. So have a great day. Have a great week. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Peace out. Fist bump.